Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, April 18th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today, Huawei says it plans on releasing a $600 smartphone. Pinterest and Zoom price shares in their initial public offerings ahead of market debuts today. And Uber's self-driving car unit eyes a more than $7 billion valuation. Then, the FT's Gregory Meyer explains why more soybeans are being exported by the U.S. to China and what that means for trade talks between the two countries. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Huawei is planning to release a 5G smartphone for $600 this year as it looks to get competitive in the next generation of mobile devices. The $600 smartphone is half the price of what analysts expected for the model from China-based Huawei. A marketing executive told the FT that $300 smartphones could be possible by next year. Last year, Huawei overtook Apple as the second biggest smartphone maker, and it's gaining ground on South Korea-based Samsung. Scrapbooking website Pinterest is set to debut on the New York Stock Exchange today. Last night, Pinterest priced shares at $19 each, which is up from the $15 to $17 range it announced earlier this month. Pinterest is offering 75 million shares in Class A common stock, plus up to 11.2 million shares that underwriters have the option to purchase. The shares will set up a so-called down round for Pinterest. While the company priced above expectations, it's still below the last funding. And sources have also told the FT that video conferencing startup Zoom priced shares in its initial public offering at $36 on Wednesday. The share price is above the $33 to $35 range it had indicated on Tuesday. The share sale could put Zoom in so-called Decacorn territory, a name given to tech startups that are valued at more than $10 billion. Zoom is set to start trading on the NASDAQ today. And in other Decacorn news, Uber is closing in on an investment deal that would value its self-driving unit at $7.3 billion. Sources told the FT that SoftBank's Vision Fund, Toyota, and the Japanese auto parts supplier Denso are planning to put $1 billion into Uber's Advanced Technologies Group. SoftBank and Toyota are already shareholders. All the companies involved would get minority stakes in return for their investment. The deal could be announced in the coming days as Uber gears up for its hotly anticipated IPO. But sources also warned that the deal was still being negotiated and could possibly fall apart. And here's the story you might want to know more about. A trade deal between China and the United States has been months in the making. And a few weeks ago, the two sides said a possible agreement won't come until May at the earliest. U.S. agriculture has been a hot-button issue in the dispute, particularly U.S. soybeans. But on Wednesday, data came out showing that the U.S. exported more soybeans to China in February of this year than it did in February of last year. It was the first rise since the two countries' tariff war started in 2018. Gregory Meyer reports on natural resources and commodities for the FT. He explains what this soybean export rise could mean for trade between the two countries. Agriculture is one of the few industries where the U.S. has enjoyed a trade surplus with China, and soybeans historically have been by far the largest agricultural export to China, amounting to about $12 billion a year in sales. Last year, as the Trump administration imposed a series of tariffs on Chinese products, China retaliated against American exports, uh, first and foremost 
soybeans. China in July uh, raised the tariff on U.S. grown soybeans by 25 percentage points. Um, that basically froze the U.S. out of the Chinese soybean market uh, last fall after the U.S. harvest. As a result, the U.S. now has huge stocks of excess soybeans sitting around in silos and grain elevators around the country, underscoring the urgency uh, for farmers to get these sales moving again. And just for context, why did China pick soybeans as a way to retaliate? As the U.S. and China are now negotiating a possible resolution to the various points of disagreement uh, in their trade relationship, Soybeans have been important because of the magnitude of the sales, also because they're grown in the U.S. Midwest predominantly. These are um, almost entirely states that voted for Donald Trump in, in the presidential election. China was, I'm sure, well aware of that when it opposed the tariffs. And there's a constituency of farmers and those in the agricultural industry who have been pushing the White House for months now to resolve the trade dispute and permit the bigger flow of, of, of soybeans and other products to China. And then Wednesday, we get new U.S. trade data about the number of soybeans the U.S. shipped to China in February. What did we learn? Wednesday was a data point indicating that the steep decline in U.S. soybean sales to China had stopped declining. Um, once the Chinese and U.S. began talking and agreeing to negotiate on trade in December, China committed to purchasing about 20 million tons of soybeans from the U.S. The data, which is data for February exports that came out on Wednesday, just basically showed that China is purchasing to some degree and perhaps on its way to living up to the commitments that it made. Nevertheless, the exports in February were higher than a year ago. Um, overall, exports are still well below the average amount in this trade relationship. Can we gather anything from this data point on the state of the trade negotiations? Well, I mean, China's purchases, I think all agree, are really sort of goodwill purchases. China could easily, at least at the moment, this part of the year, China could easily meet its soybean demand from supplies that have recently or that are being harvested in South America. So China's buying from the U.S. because U.S. does have all these excess soybeans lying around and also because it is trying to build goodwill and then sort of sweeten the, the tone of the talks. Um, that are going on on a host of other issues. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be following along as U.S. Attorney General William Barr releases his redacted version of the Mueller report. Our FT News and Focus podcast will be covering the report later today. You can find FT News and Focus wherever you get the rest of your podcasts. This has been your daily FT News briefing. We'll be taking a break tomorrow for Good Friday. But we'll be back Monday, April 23rd. The FT News Briefing is produced by Amy Keene and me, Mark Filipino. Our editors this week are Michael Bruning and Gavin Coleman. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Want truly hydrated skin? Medocia's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. 
It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.